Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your almost round one recap. We'll call it Thursday recap for the Players' Championship. Joining me to break it all down, Kyle Porter is here. KP, how's it going? Uh, It's good. They just blew the horn. I watched a yeah. ton of golf today. There wasn't as much golf on as we wanted there to be, but I watched everything that was on and uh it was fun it it was it was i think we're gonna see a bunch of different like variations of this course over the next four days yeah and you know as was pointed out on the broadcast multiple times this is probably the easiest iteration that that we'll see maybe again tomorrow i i don't i don't know but it was it was weird to see it was almost like shots that you would see it like the John Deere, the 3M, where it's just so soft and and guys are just that got it on a string. That was weird to see a TPC sawgrass, but that's what happens when it rains like that. And uh, yeah, I, we'll see how it changes over the weekend, though. Yeah, rain was certainly the story of this Thursday, and maybe the story of next week. Next week, I'm already talking about next week. Little bracket challenge so here's what we got going on if you want to join the madness can i say march madness or is that like super bowl which i'm not allowed to say that's i think you have to say you're you're good to say it you can say march madness you can say super bowl too but you probably shouldn't but i mean i'm not i don't think i'm big enough for somebody to come beating down the door for me so i think we're all good we're all good there so march madness next week we've got a bracket challenge i'll be there kp will be there coach see you greg even mark will be there giving out his wrong picks and we (laughs) want you there as well that was pretty good wasn't it that sounded just like that was great Thank you. Join, join us at cbssports.com slash first cut bracket. And the winner will get $100 of Kyle Porter's money. No, $100 gift card to Paramount Plus. You can watch CONCACAF and Champions League. Paramount Plus has got absolutely everything. And the debut of Halo will start streaming March 24th. Also, the Masters. I've heard of that. So you can go to ParamountPlus.com slash Halo. Try it free, but join us in the pool. You can also, how about this, KP? Where do you think the 2023 Final Four is? Because you can also fill out a bracket, compete against your friends, and have a chance to win a trip to the 2023 Final Four. Let me look that up. 2023, I'll say, let's go to these like big football stadiums. I'll say Arizona. Houston. Oh, okay. It actually has a great logo. They're they're very much taking the space theme into it. Very, very strong there. Anyway, cbsports.com slash first cut bracket. You can beat us up there and get your chance to win all the fun stuff. Which technically, right. if you're getting a hundred dollar gift card to Paramount Plus, that that probably is actually my money because it's coming out of what I could have been paid instead of Yeah. There's only one budget. It's, yeah. it's all gotta it's all gotta go somewhere. 
Yeah. So you're, you get to win my money, which, uh, the one and done people are probably really excited about. All right. So here's the update at TPC Sawgrass. As Kyle mentioned, when we came on, they blew the horn. We've got a couple of groups out there still finishing in the last shreds of daylight, but KP with a four hour and 14 minute rain delay, there are still a dozen golfers who have not teed off yet in their opening rounds. So there's going to be a lot of golf played on Friday, but there might be very little golf played by the guys who are already done their rounds one chance. We don't see them again until Saturday. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. It just makes for a disjointed. It was like the, um, Oh, when uh, 2016 PGA, this happened. Remember when they played, I think like 36 on Sunday and it's just, it's so disjointed. You never really know who's, this is actually where strokes gain comes in handy because <laughs> you don't, you never really know who's leading. Right. Uh, there's a couple guys. Let's see. Uh, Thomas Peters is on the sixth hole, but he's in terms of strokes gained, he's, uh, he's like way up there, you know? So that, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just, it's, it's a, it makes for a very strange first couple of days. It's still, I, I don't love it because there's such a rhythm to like round one, round two, round three. And then you get to like the, the kind of the apex on Sunday. And when you have a situation like this, there is no rhythm. It's just, get as many holes in as possible. And I, I mean, if you have another rain delay like you did on Thursday, that's probably a Monday finish, right? Just in terms of math and daylight, right? Like you can't you can't find more sun out there on, on any of these days. You can cut the field over the weekend. But it, yeah, if, if there's another four-hour delay at any point, um, this will leak into Valspar week. We do get uh, daylight savings on... Sunday, but that doesn't change the, it just changes the time, not the amount of daylight. Yeah. We'll get like three People more like, minutes oh, you of get daylight. A, you get an extra hour. It's like, no, you don't. You just change the time of when everybody tees off. Yeah. We just adjust the hours of daylight. So, okay. Uh, as of this moment, there are two golfers at six under par. Tommy Fleetwood, Tom Hoagie, they're in. They're going to sit around and probably wait until Saturday to continue this event. Tommy Fleetwood still looking for that PGA Tour win, number one. Uh, would be a pretty good one to win here, KP. Yeah, I would. And he's contended here before. Remember 2019, I think he and Rory were in the final pairing, or maybe he and John Rahm were in the final pairing. And uh, he's played great here before. He, he just couple things on him. He hasn't, he just hasn't had it the last couple of years. He's still been, he's been fine, but he hasn't been like, Oh, Fleetwood is contending at us opens at players championships at open championships. He hasn't been that guy. And even the way he did it on Thursday is a little disconcerting, right? He was right now he's 116th in strokes gain approach. And he kind of said this after his round, he's talking to Mike Tarico and he's like, I just chipped and putted it really well. And he drove it well too, but the approach game, I guess you get away with that on a day like today where it's super soft and you know, you can, you can, um, you can get up and down. You can, he hold out a couple of times. I just worry about that on Saturday and, and Sunday when it's, if, if it's super windy. Now the flip side of that is like, I've seen Tommy Fleetwood flight the ball into just insane wins. And I know what that looks like also. So I don't, 
it's not a discounted like if uh, I don't know Sam Ryder was leading. You know, I, I I just I don't have a ton of faith because of the statistical profile, but I do have more than I would because it's Tommy Fleetwood. If that makes sense. No, it does make sense. He can maybe summon some of that magic, or oh my gosh, they opened up the uh, or they closed the irises. This is the it's part of the so, day. It's yeah. crazy. Where they always say it's much, it's much darker out than it actually appears. That is always true, and they are playing in very close to dark conditions right now. Trying, yes. like, like, what is it worth? Is it worth uh, wasting a shot coming in to not have to wake up and play a half a hole at six fifteen a.m. and then wait around? Like, this is worth the sleep, right? Yeah, I think it is. Just not even for the annoyance of it, but I think legitimately, like, for the the endurance of the week i think i think you bet you probably bet oh my gosh it is so dark it's very dark out that is insane we're we're watching it live as we tape this johnny vegas is running again like that clip of him and <laughs> abe answer abe answer and adam scott ian poulter hey. sprinting to the 18th sprinting is probably pretty pretty that might be a sprint there. for him. that might be a sprint for him he's uh 40 could be but by the way while we're talking about this he was sprinting off the 17th green. The 17th green today, the rough that was grown up around the edge, get it out of here. What is that? There would have been a lot more balls in the water if that was true. Yeah. Why is it? I mean, and maybe they, I, I, I don't remember last year or two years ago or whatever, but it just seems like, it just seems like such a, it seems soft. Soft from a course setup perspective, not from a literal the green was soft perspective. Well, the green was soft, but yeah, <laughs> right. from a course from a course setup perspective. I, I just it just seems like if it's gonna be the island green and this whole deal, like make it make it for real, you know? When so Harold Varner the third was in the lead at I believe seven under par, right? When yeah. he got to when he got to 17, and he was the first guy to hit it in the water all day long. He almost did it again. He almost did it again. The other thing is, uh, and they might have mentioned this on the telecast, going to a absolutely pristine drop zone in which you are the only golfer who is who has hit from there, that is more terrifying than dunking one in, you know, standing on the, the regular tee box. I, I, if you gave me 10 balls from the drop zone and 10 from the tee, I would hit way more in the water from the drop zone. 100%. I, I can't hit that shot. No, it's impossible. It's like, so dark outside. It, it really is. The full sand wedge, pitching wedge, whatever, into 17, I can hit that shot. I, I mean, I it wouldn't be great, but the the drop shot, no chance. I would I might put every I might put all 10 in the water. Uh Tom Hoagie also with a 66, just one blemish on the card. He made bogey on 17. It was a three putt that forced that. But this has been a heck of a run of golf from Tom Hoagie, right? We've seen him contend. We saw him win an event. This is uh this has been the the I don't want to say what is this, the winter of Tom Hoagie. <laughs> yeah, it has been. You know, I almost I I gave Adam Scott as my sleeper, which that looks great right now. I think he's in like last or yeah, he's, he was plus six, one out of last place. Matt Jones was plus seven. Great, great sleeper there. Uh, I wanted, I, I, Tom Hoagie was on the list that I, that I wanted to give. He's played really well at this, at this course. I think he's got, you can check me here, but I think he's got a couple, I can't even see Ian Poulter right now on the TV. 
This is amazing. They should always just show it to us like this instead of ramping up the irises and all that stuff. This is unbelievable. Um, Hoagie was up there for me in terms of sleepers. I don't know what he was at, like 100 to 1 probably or 80 or... Probably deeper than that. I mean, some of of these guys were... uh, Some of these guys we know and love were 80 to 1. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, he plays great at this course, uh, played really well on Thursday. Uh, what were his numbers? Yeah. Number one, Tita green. That's pretty good. So I don't, I'm not, I I think if you win pebble and you've got a good history here, it's not, it's not shocking to, uh, you know, uh, is now is Tom Hoagie going to win? That would be surprising, but to see him, up around the lead, maybe finish top 10, top 15. I don't think that would be surprising at all. The number one player in the world, John Rahm, who could not be the number one player in the world after this week. I think Morikawa could snipe him. I think Victor could snipe him. So we'll see. But John Rahm at this moment, T11, three under 69. The big thing, KP, back to the old putter. Back yeah. to the old, what is that? Rossi model odyssey and gained 2.2 strokes in his first seven holes. He gained two and a half in total for the day. Easy game. Yeah, it, it was weird because he had a couple of long putts that uh, the speed was really bad on. I, I don't know if you saw, I think it was maybe the first hole, his temple. Early, early in the round, I noticed that. It was just like, Wow, the speed was awful, but he made he made a bunch. He made those eight footers that he's been missing. He made, I know at least two of his first nine, uh, two eight footers on his first nine holes. He made like a thirty five footer, so stuff like that helps out. He looked, uh, what's the what's the right like uncomfortable all day. He just didn't look like locked in. Like I'm gonna go shoot a sixty five type John Rom. He got a sixty nine out of it, but I have to say I didn't. There was no point on Thursday where I was like, oh, I feel great about my one and done right now. Like I, I never had that thought. And you probably didn't either because Patrick Cantley was with him and did not play very well. I was going to say, I'd like to trade with you right about now. But yeah, it's uh, it was not great stuff by Cantley. Now, do you think that helps the guys? So those those two in particular, uh, and Victor Hovland, I think, rounded out that group as well. They have a whole day in all likelihood to find something, whether it is to stay in their routine. Like, how would you spend the day off? And I feel like it does benefit some of these guys that got their entirety, the entirety of their round in and maybe have some stuff to work on. Yeah, I don't. Sometimes I feel like that makes it, um, it it could help. Sometimes I feel like it makes it harder. Where, like, when you get in tournament mode, you just want to, you just want to turn your mind off and just go, right? especially if you're playing well, I think it might benefit some guys that are not playing well where you get to, which I don't know if is Ron playing well, or is he playing poorly? I would say, I would say putted. Well, I would say that he probably thinks he could hit it a lot better, which makes me think that uh, a range session on Friday and then getting back into tournament mode on Saturday. I feel like, I feel like that's helpful. He was 104th in approach shots. Yeah, which is which is insane because he's been dominant. Yeah, that is that's not good. Him, you need to put him in Zalatoris, like give like make them one golfer. They'd be unbelievable. Oh my god, could you imagine? Zalatoris's stroke from like inside five feet is just it's unbelievable. What is that? It's got to be mental, right? It's not physical, right? Because I, because like from twenty feet it's fine, right? Even from like eight feet it looks fine. 
And then he gets inside five and it's like, what am, what is that? Uh, Chris Solomon, knowing up, said it looks like he's signing his autograph when he takes the putter back. <laughs> Zalatoris was awesome. He actually made double on the last to drop down to three under, but he was like in the thick of it. I, I picked him to win. I still very much like his chances, but I will tell you, KP, if it came down to uh, a putt to get into the playoff on 18 from four feet, two inches, Oh boy, I'd be sweating bullets. Yeah, do do not feel great about that. Uh, he did play well. I thought, yeah, like I said, I watched a ton of golf. I thought Hovland didn't get very much out of his round. I think he finished it one under or two. I think he bogeyed the last to finish it one under. Um, I thought Rom actually did get a lot out of his round, just considering he didn't, um, like I said, he didn't look super comfortable ever. And... Uh, again, like, I don't, if you're him, I don't know if you feel good about kind of getting away with playing at an easy time and putting up a score that maybe you, maybe you shouldn't have given the way you hit it, or you just continue to feel uncomfortable. I'm really interested by his second round. Cause I think it'll be telling for whether or not he's going to actually contend in this tournament. The other thing that got everybody up in a fury this morning was uh, Hideki Matsuyama withdrew from the Players' Championship very early this morning, but after the event had started. And while there are two parts of this, the side that is golf-related and says, you know, hope Hideki's feeling good. He cited the back injury. Um, this really infuriates the fantasy community because he did it after it started, and there was no – now if you have him in your lineup, you're just, you're just stuck with him. Is there is there like some fantasy reform that can happen to change that? So that's always the question, and everyone always says, "Oh, just replace him with the guy, the alternate, the guy who came in." Or, it, but there are there are very strict regulations about how they deal in fantasy world with individual players as opposed to teams. So there is no option to lock a golfer or be able to replace the golfer until their tee time. That is not an option. You can't offer Patrick Rogers, who ends up being the replacement for Hideki Matsuyama because the rest of the field didn't have the option to play Patrick Rogers. You can't, there's just whatever solution people have come up with. It is basically illegal to pull that off. So we are just kind of in a situation where it bites you eventually. And if you play enough, it all evens itself out. Yeah, that's fair. What, uh, why can't you, un why can't you like, like leave it unlocked until that person's tea time. So I, there, there's a specific regulation about this, how it's uh, different for teams and individuals. It's the same thing for like UFC and MMA is, is once the event starts, um, the, everything is locked. So they don't let you choose. Uh, okay. So it's like based okay. on the event time, not yeah. the athlete time, which I that guess. Makes, yeah. That makes sense because like, if you see the first group go off and it's like a lot, uh, wetter than you thought it was going to be or whatever. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So I, I hear all, I see all the tweets. I hear all the complaints. I, I imagine all these sites would love to change something to not have, you know, 11% of their fan base very upset today, but, uh, we are in this, we're in this situation for a reason. Yeah, that was a bummer to see him. You know, he, he was the guy behind Siwoo. He's got the second best strokes gain number here of the last whatever, 20 years. And I got a text from a friend last night who, who was like, uh, do you think Siwoo's or do you think uh, Hideki's caddy will bow uh, after he 
uh, pulls the flat or after he puts the pin back in on 18 at the players, like he did at the masters. Cause he's going to win by like 10. <laughs> and like, I saw this text this morning. I got on Twitter. The first tweet I saw was Hideki Matsuyama has withdrawn from the players championship. Yeah. <laughs> and so I sent it to my buddy and I was like, well, I, I don't think he's going to be any, I don't think there's going to be any bowing this weekend. <laughs> no uh, bowing this week. Oh yeah. It, I hope he's back for the masters though. That would be a bummer if he wasn't able to play Augusto. Well, I think that was the quote that um, Japanese media got. It's it's he's feeling better. He's not a hundred percent, but the goal is to be ready for the Masters. And and you hear guys say that sometimes, KP. But to and without knowing how bad the injury is, to actually take action on dropping out of the largest purse in the world yeah. to make sure that you are ready for the Masters. I'm I'm pretty impressed uh, without knowing the extent of the injury because you know there are there's probably three dozen guys playing through injury right now. Cause there's 20 million bucks in this purse. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, anybody else at the top of the board you were surprised by? It's so early and it was such a weird day. There's like no surprises at all. I mean, Neiman's playing well. That's cool to see Keith Mitchell up there as well. Uh, Sam Burns, a 68. I love to see that. Brian uh, Harmon always plays well here. Well, since they moved this back to March, he's the only guy in this field who's got back-to-back top tens. Yeah, and he's trying to trying to do it again three in a row. So I wouldn't say there are surprises because this is like this isn't even the first round leader. This isn't even eighteen holes. It's eighteen holes, but only half the field is played. So th- this is this is as random and as volatile as it gets because we also we had two rain delays today. We had one before yeah. it started, and then a four-hour one in the middle. So no surprises. No. Yeah, I did see Rory hit one three. 312 down the middle on the first hole and make a five. So that was, that was, yeah, great. that wasn't fun. Um, we got to go through this odds board, which oh, it's a mess. I bet you, that bet is a winning bet. It, that's correct. It is a mess. We'll talk about that. Uh, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check planning for what's next and how to save for it. That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. Caesars Sportsbook. They've got their hands full here. So just to be clear, John Rahm has finished his first round. He is three under 69. He's 12 to one, Kyle. Colin Morikawa, who has played two holes and is one under and is currently, well, I'll tell you what, maybe I'll, uh, I might give him this birdie on number three because he's sitting there five feet away. Uh, He is technically the favorite. He is 10 to one. So he's played two holes and one shot compared to 69 full strokes from John Rahm. Uh, I think that makes sense. More cow is going to be, you said two under through three. As long as he makes a five footer. Yes. It's, it's a weird board, right? Because you look at Rom and you're like, ah, he played fine, I guess. Uh, and then Kepka, I haven't even really seen him. I think he's two under also. Uh, I think, I think more cow. I, I mean, it makes sense why he's the favorite Fleetwood. I, I, what do you do with Fleetwood? I, I wish he was like 20. Yeah, but the thing with Fleetwood is you can just wait. 
Like his number does not get better between now and probably Saturday, the next time he hits a shot. His yeah. number only gets longer. So when Morikawa shoots three, four under, five, whatever he's going to end up shooting, he's get Morikawa's going to get shorter and Fleetwood gets longer. If you're if you want to bet any of the guys that played and are done in the opening round, you should probably wait until Saturday. JT is see JT was what fourteen at the beginning of the week. Yeah, him and Rom were generally around the, that that number. And he plays the first two holes in even, and now he's eighteen. I, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, this has got to be such a fool's errand to try to put these to try to put these odds out. I'm trying to see if there's. Would you but, rather back the guy who's going to play like 36 tomorrow in hopefully favorable conditions? Like if you get on a run, you could, you could, you could make a dent in this leaderboard, couldn't you? Yeah, two I, rounds in one day. I think JT at 18 is better than like. I think JT at 18 is awesome because you, you you essentially didn't you didn't get like he didn't waste anything. He's even through two, and now you get him with 70 holes left, and his odds have back. I mean, they're longer than they were two holes ago. Yeah, I mean, is that just like if he birdies two, is he like 14 to one again? I mean, it, it just seems like it seems like a lot of volatility for not very many holes play. The other thing is, I don't know. And, and I wrote about this a little bit, but I don't know why there wasn't more noise around Scheffler this week. It, I think it was the thing that you always talk about where you get punished for winning. Like, I think if Scheffler loses the playoff in Phoenix, uh, let's say Hovland holds on last week at Bay Hill. I think everybody's like Scotty Scheffler could win the players. And now, and right now nobody's talking about it. Yeah. We would have said he's knocking at the door. Right. That yeah. would have been that would have been the narrative around Scotty Scheffler this week. He's currently in the uh fairway bunker, it appears, on the fourth hole. He is one under and he is twenty to one to add a third victory uh to his resume in his last four starts. It'd be, I mean, and and I think depending on where Rom finishes, he goes he could go to number one in the world. We could go from Wow. Scotty Scheffler's never won a PJ tour event to Scotty Scheffler's number one in the world in the span of like six weeks, five weeks. That would be insane. If that happens, is the OWG is the is the OWGR broken? If that can happen, <laughs> no, because he. I mean, he's. I mean, maybe, but he uh, he's played so well. For, he's played at such a high level. I, I think it actually speaks to what works about the OWGR, which is that if you play at a high level like that for so long, like they don't, you don't have to win to to be a top 10, 15, 20 player in the world. Yeah, he was living inside the top 20 without a win, right? So yeah. that's that makes sense. It's the, it's uh, the Abe answer. Uh, yeah, but they both those guys got so I, I wonder now who the highest ranked golfer is without a PGA Tour win. Without a PGA Tour win, probably Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick's 25th. Uh, let's see, Sonny's I mean, got one, Finau, yeah, who stays yeah, only got one. Uh, Hatton has one, I think you're right. It's it's uh yeah Fitzy Fitzpatrick and then I guess Thomas Peters thirty first Zalatoris oh Zalatoris thirtieth yeah well he's gonna end that this week so it'll mm. be Peters man he he just I don't know I don't know what to do with him because the 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 tee to green play looks so good and the putting looks so bad and you're just like I what what do I do. You, the problem is I was fine with the putting when he was five under you. If you're going to putt like that from five feet and in, you can't, you got, you got to be perfect everywhere else. And you can't spend two on 18. I know 18 playing hard, but like 
you got to be perfect everywhere else if you're going to put like that. What did he do on 18? I, I didn't see. He, he sprayed it right. Then he punched out. Then his third was um, in that awkward spot over the knob. And then he putted back, ran past for four, and then uh, missed like the six-footer for five or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So it's Seven, like you, yeah. Yeah, that 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 drive was that was that was tough, and he hadn't had a bogey since the first hole. He just he 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 hit it really well. Um, I don't know. It's it's gonna be it's a weird board right now. I feel like we've it, we're we're like having a hard time talking about this because you're like, well, <laughs> Sam Burns and Taylor Pendrith and Abraham Answer are all in the top ten, but like not really because the I don't know. It's just it's 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 weird and hard to talk about. But it was still. Listen, I mean, this this tournament is always fun. Thursday was still a really fun day, despite the rain delay. And I think that hopefully we get just 13 hours of golf on Friday and we're able to get everything in by uh, by Sunday night. Yeah, so if we game this out a little bit, in if everything works out beautifully, the afternoon group finishes in the morning and plays the first part of round two on Friday. And then basically what you get is the conclusion of round two on Saturday morning, and then hopefully, I don't know if you can get half the field out there for the entirety of their third round, or you get caught up a little bit on Sunday morning, and then Sunday finishes as usual. That is ideal scenario, right? But you're going to get, it's going to be weird because, I mean, think about, uh, you could have a scenario where guys, they don't repair on Sunday, and yeah. so you could have a winner that finishes at like two or three. I mean, JT shot, what, 60 Four sixty-eight on the weekend last year. Mm-hmm. I think he barely. I don't think he barely made the cut, but he he wasn't that far inside the cut line. And if you don't repair, it's like, well, uh, here's our champion, Will Zalatoris. Uh, we've still got <laughs> two and a half hours of coverage in, in a three ball uh, going off the ten t. This exactly. <laughs> he finishes on nine. That would be sick. Uh, all right, KP. Well, uh, we'll 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 keep an eye on the golf tomorrow. We'll see what yep. happens. In the, in the first cut will be uh, here after, I guess, the sun goes down is when we're going to be going on Friday and, of course, Saturday and Sunday as well. But for now, let me thank producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time.